Good afternoon, everyone. You're welcome once again to Sports Science Show here on Scarapake News Radio in association with Derek Credit Union on 88.3 FM and 92.7 FM. And on today's show, I'm joined as always by co-presenter Pat McNamara. We're going to be joined later in the show by our regular analyst uh, Kevin O'Regan and Danny Chaplin as we dissect the All-Ireland semi-finals from, from last Sunday. But first of all, we're going to be joined on the line by Henry Kettler, a man from Ballinrain and Crashean, who's going to talking about the Celtic, not 1000. And now we're delighted to be joined on the line by Henrik Kettler. Henrik lives in Ballinrain, Crashean Parish, uh, a man who came from Holland to Ireland in 1997. And uh, why we're talking to Henrik this evening is because he organised uh, a major cycling uh, uh, event, a massive, uh, I suppose, um, I suppose a gruelling event in cycling that was held. They were based in Flagmount the weekend before last for three nights and they cycled three massive distances to make up a thousand kilometres, uh, Henrik's uh, friends and people that were involved. So, Henrik, first of all, you're welcome to Sportsline. Thanks for joining us. Thank you. So, first, first of all, you might tell us about your, 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 how you came to be in Ireland and uh, how, how, how you got here in 1997. What, what brought you over here? I met this um, Claire girl over in Amsterdam in the university library. Uh, she was over on Erasmus, and I followed her back to to Ireland. Oh, um, yeah. And uh, yeah, and, and that stayed, and that's how I ended up in Clare. And uh, I suppose there's a great uh, tradition of cycling in Holland, as we all know. I mean, in Amsterdam myself, once or twice visiting uh, people, and there was um, you can need to get knocked down there by bike. So, have you been cycling all of your life, Hendrik? C- cycling is, is as normal as as, as walking. In, in the Netherlands, um, so I kind of have, but this long distance cycling that that only came to me very very late. Uh, I don't know when I started that. Maybe in 2012, 2013, I started cycling here, and then in 2014, I started these odd accidents, these long distance events of 200 kilometers and more. Uh, and that slowly progressed then from, from 200 to 2,200 uh, over the years. The weekend before last then, um, you were based in Flagwood, as I said, for three nights while you were uh, getting involved in the Celtic Knot event, which is a thousand kilometres, and a number of, I'm not sure how many cyclists were involved in it, but uh, you organised that. Just tell us a little bit about that particular event uh, nearly a week and a half ago there that was based in Flagmount. Um Henrik, please. So, yes, uh, the Celtic Knot 1000 is a thousand kilometer uh, cycling event. Uh, it's Celtic Knot because it's, uh, the, the route is kind of a uh, clover clover design. So it's three three loops that, that come together and kind of interlink. And so the interlink in, in, interlink in Flagmount is the first loop um, went from, from Flagmount over. Um, Shenaglish, and then on to Newquay, Ballyvon, and following the coast uh, around Kissamore and Loophead, um, back to Quinn, and then back to Flagmount again. That was day one. Nice little spin, yeah. Uh, the the second loop then that was from from Flagmount up to Banner, from Banner down to Templemore, Cashel, um, Care, uh, Kilmallock. Over, uh, past the Valley Harbour Mountains and um, back over to to Limerick, back to Flag Mountain again. Yeah, and then the third loop was uh, Fortuna, Mullingar, um, a bit over the, the Grand Canal, 
to Mullingar, then the rail trail to Athlone, from Athlone down to Athenry and Crockwell and, and, and back to Flagland over Peterswell. Well, Henrik, I'd be exhausted if I did it in, if I was sitting in the back of a, of a Rolls Royce or, 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 or a, a, a limousine uh, doing, doing those three runs in three days. Um, first of all, people must have left very early in the morning from the community centre to make the distance and secondly got back very late at night. But they did it at their own pace. Would that be correct to say? They didn't all do it together? That, that, that's right. There's, there's riders of... of um different capacities, different ages, uh, different riding styles. So yes, yeah, you do it at your own pace. People started at uh, 6 o'clock in the morning. Maybe the, the last one was back at 2 o'clock or just after 2 in the morning. Um, and that's, that's, that's fine. That's, that's normal for a distance of the first day was 360 kilometers. Um, yeah, and it's, it's fine. You just do it at your own pace. and It has to be enjoyable. And stop every few hours there to, to get get some food again and yeah, fuel up, get fresh water. So these are obviously serious uh, serious cyclists, uh, Henrik, with top quality machines as well to get them around. Obviously, uh, the, the bike has to be right, yeah. Uh, otherwise, you, you you get issues with painful knees or um, other ailments, you know, painful back or. Uh, painful behind. Yeah, it, it, it has to be right. You need a, a good saddle, and the, the, the bike needs to be set up for you. But it, it's you don't need a uh, ten thousand euro bike. And, and Henrik, Henrik, with the cycle being so long in three days, do you have a medical team uh, on standby with you, and do you have um, support. people support network with you in case of breakdowns or things like that? Um, not really. It's supposed to be all self-supported. Um, so you, in, in, in principle, you take care of your your own food when you need it, and if you get a flat tire, you you sort that out yourself. If if it's just if it happens close by, somebody breaks down, uh, and we can help it, we do that. That did happen. Uh, somebody broke a wheel uh, before getting to to Woodford, and we managed to get out and get another wheel. But um, but it should be it is self-supported something happens you, you sort it out yourself and Henrik with, with the three three week did everyone how many took part did uh, in done the full did everyone that took part do the full thousand uh, kilometers uh, 17 people started there were a few cancellations uh, just before 17 people started and five did not finish so only 12 finished one one person the the, the navigator uh, the the Garmin stopped working and he kind of gave up the first day, after the first day. Uh, and other people had medical issues, um, pain in the knee or pain in the calf. Uh, yeah, that happened, so they couldn't continue. And, sorry, Hendrik, um, the, the weather that, that weekend wasn't particularly conducive to cycling. There was a lot of wind and rain, and of course, you talked hilly terrain it was, as well. It was, but, quite, it was quite windy, yeah. yeah. But you had completed the same wind, but you had completed the three loops uh, back in June, when the weather was better, how did you find those trips? Yes, uh, the weather was much better on the June bank holiday weekend uh, when when I did it with with Finton. Um, it was sunny; there wasn't that much wind. Yeah, otherwise the, the weather was great. Yeah. And Henrik, when you completed the um, the loops there in in June in in, in better weather, how did you find it yourself? And uh, were you was it exhausting after it? 
it's uh, it is it is exhausting. It's enjoyable, but it's of course it's it's a challenge. Um, and uh, the, the second or especially third day, the legs were getting a bit sore, and that, that carried on afterwards. Um, yeah, and then maybe a bit saddle sore, and she could also have some painful feet for a little while since this feet. But um, that that's it. And Henrik, before we let you go, how many of these challenges would you take part in in, in, in a year? Because they're, they're grueling. Uh, I would do a couple per month, maybe two per month. Well, I was going to say two per year. Would I be <laughs> not, 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 sorry, not, not a thousand kilometres, but right. maybe 200 kilometres or 300 kilometres right or four. A short, uh, a short yeah. little spin like that, yeah. <laughs> It sounds like an event that could be done for charity at some stage, you know, that it, it would be a serious fundraiser, fundraiser for, yeah. for something, yeah. People would, oh, people yeah, would support some, it. Some people do it for, for charity. Yes, indeed. Um, I, when, I, when I did the Wild Atlantic Way, that, that was for charity. And, oh, very good. Um, and the, the first time I did the, the Ring of Clare, so the Clare edge, the edge of Clare and the Clare borders, um, that was during COVID. That, that was for, did that for charity as well. And that then turned into a, an odd accident. And Henrik, yeah. are, you a member, are you a member of a cycling club or is it just a group of friends that come together to take part? Are you, are you a member of any sec- certain club? I'm a member of Audax Island. It's uh, the long-distance cycling club. But that's, that's, that has members all over the country. Oh, so it's a national uh, thing, yeah. No, no cycling club locally. And tell me how many, how many, how many members would, how many, how many members are in that all over? Then say in, because it, it sounds, it seems like one that uh, people might be very slow to get into cycling that long. How many is involved in that cycling club, uh, Henrik? Um, I'm sorry, I don't actually know how many members there are. But you, usually the, the events, uh, they they could be ten people, thirty people. Uh, that's, that's the usual between 10 and 30 people. Uh, there, there could be some in around Dublin that, that attract a lot more people, but uh, I'm never up there. It's not a sport that could... The, the events, it's events 10, 10 to 30 people, uh, and a nice little group, and, and often you see the same faces. So, Henrik, Henrik Kettler, um, this, thank you very, very much for joining us on Sportsline and telling us all about the Celtic Knot that extreme distance cycling sport that uh, really, really needs a lot of fitness and drive and energy and uh, determination as well. So uh, well done on the achievement and we hope you'll continue to enjoy your cycling all over Clare and indeed the rest of Ireland. Thank you, Henrik. Thank you. You're listening to Sportsline on Scarpe Community Radio, 88.3 and 92.7 in East Clare, around the world on scarifbayradio.com and on the TuneIn radio app, Sportsline is sponsored by Derek Credit Union. And once again, thanks to Henry Kettler for taking the time to talk to us. Now we move on to, I suppose, more pressing matters and GA matters. And unfortunately, uh, Clare's run in the All-Ireland Senior Championship has come to a halt following the defeat to Kilkenny last Sunday. Um, a very disappointing defeat. Um you know, one that will take a while to get over for players, management and, and supporters alike. And we're going to look back at Clare's Championship year here this evening. And first of all, Pat, even though it's seven days on, it's still very raw, that defeat at this moment in time. 
was a major disappointment, to be honest about it. Uh, seven days, I don't know, 27 days isn't going to ease it, I don't think. I think we have two major trophies left behind us this year in Hurland, player have, by being, you could say, the better team, or at least capable of winning both, had chances to win both, and yet we can't get our hands on it. Munster Cup or the, the Becky Cup or the McCarthy now, obviously, with, well, Lee McCarthy, I wasn't going to say it was going to be ours by winning against Kilkenny, but we were going to have a, a, a decent chance of cut at Limerick again. But um, awfully disappointing. Um, some of it is our own, I suppose, our own issue. Um, I think we went into the system that didn't suit us, and maybe a player didn't suit. Don't know. Did we need to bring an extra defender in front of the full back line against Kilkenny if we didn't know if we didn't need to do it against Limerick and Limerick have the best set of forwards in the country I think maybe it was a lot of talk I suppose by and the public and online and the radios and programmes and the build up about the Clare full back line being vulnerable and I think that must have got to you know the Clare camp so in the first half scoring the few points we did was simply not good enough uh, against in an Ireland semi-final and second half when we went up uh, press race with Kenny with our six forwards up we were outstanding for 20 or 25 minutes but um Look at we can say there's progress and we can say, you know, we're nearly there. But in my mind, this this year has been a big disappointment because with the quality of the players we have and, you know, the strengths we have, I think it was very, very, very disappointing the last day and I think it'll take a long time for the squad to get over it and I'd be afraid there'll be psychological scars in the future possibly when it comes to close matches again. I hope I'm wrong. And I hope the good players coming through will, will give even a chance in the in the league next spring, you know, to, to, to settle in and bed in and kind of put more pressure maybe on the established lads and maybe replace one or two. So that's how I look at it now anyway. Kevin, we're finding it hard to get over that finish line, you know, last year, Munster final, All-Ireland semi-final last year, Munster final again this year, last Sunday, you know, there's four in a row and it just, is it a mental battle at this stage? Yeah, I suppose we're starting to feel and understand how Mayo people have been feeling for the last 70 or odd years. We've been so close, but no cigar, like like Palace referred to, like this year, particularly the Munster final was within our, within our grasp. We didn't take the chances that were there for us. Last last Sunday was very similar. The chances were there. There's question marks over the systems we had. But I suppose we have to give credit to Kilkenny as well. Like thinking about it, I suppose you look at Kilkenny, the composure they have. At different stages during the game, we made the wrong decisions. One that comes to mind, and not to single out players or to overly criticise them, um, Rory Hayes was in the right corner back position, facing in line, able to go down over a ball and no, probably win a free, that, which is something similar to what the, maybe Kilkenny cornerback might have done or a Limerick cornerback. What do you do? Swipe it out over the sideline? What happened? TJ hit the ball over the bar or even the cuteness as well towards the end of it when Richie Hogan won the free in a similar mm. p- similar position he he kind of drew the free off Dermot Ryan whereas what was this I suppose the more appropriate thing to do at the time stand off he'd lost the ball and, and, and he was going over and he'd probably overcarried there's a question yeah. overcarrying as well um, and so that composure and that cuteness that Kilkenny have is something maybe we don't and I suppose the level of efficiency they have versus what we had as well was a two wise that Kilkenny had last last Sunday. Now, in fairness, we probably are least least wide scoring the last number of years last Sunday, but like in the first fifteen minutes alone, um, Dima Ryan had a wide 
I think it was the first shot of the game. Score will off his right, clear shot of goal. Marked an uncharacteristic wide from a relatively straightforward free from his own standards. Now, having said that, it was his first free ever in Crow Park. So, and um, Shana bombed up along the wing, left half forward position. You see him in the park, hit him over for fun over the years, time and time again. Hits a wide. You Lawler, not long after, is a similar shot. What did he do? sail over the bar and they're the fine margins I suppose that determine who wins and who loses we lost by a goal um, no the goal or the save that Owen Murphy had pulled off like that wasn't the win losing of the game it just happened to be the clutch moment at the end of it but wow what a save it was this save ever unbelievable like Leo you detested yeah. as a, a former custodian yourself it's incredible like the anticipation you had but if it got in the the um, the the skill of Peter Duggan to volley it and to strike it so cleanly. He probably struck it too, too cleanly. Well, yeah. yeah, if he didn't strike it as well, it might have it might have got over the line. Um yeah, you just it, it's just decision making at times just lets us down, I think, and and, and and Kilkenny just have that little bit more. I suppose a factor as well, we do, we don't play in Crow Park very often. Mm-hmm. Whereas Kilkenny played her time Home and road. time and time and time again. And it is different. Like I was there with my little fella the last day and it's it's just you only when you realise the scale of it when we turned into Jones's Road off Clanliff Road he's five and a half and his face was like turning on a light bulb. Like that has an effect of players who've never played there before. Like great players, young players like the Mark and Adam Hogan like what futures they'll have and it'll be the first time they played their first of many. But it is a different kettle of fish when you go up to our Ireland semi-final the stakes are so high. Um Usually disappointing, as I said. Like we know, the Mayo lads have felt over the years, and that's very much what what you're feeling is just left it after. It's very, 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 very disappointing. Follow on Kevin's point there, Denny. You know, it was a point we were going to bring up about familiarity, and you know, can you have have there there so many times a year? You know, it's just and everyone knows the breeze in in Crow Park is different uh, to every other every other field with the swirling breeze up there, and you know maybe with that's what happened to Mark with the first free and as Mark as uh, Kevin said he's first free in in Crow Park. However, he nailed he nailed them after after that, you know. But where do you think we fell down, Denny? You know, so in such a, a tight game. Uh, well, first of all, we as Pat said we played a system where why we saw the need only the management know why we saw the need to play a sweeper last Sunday when we had gone against the best team in the country for the last five, six, seven years in my opinion in four of the best games of Holland in the last two years we've gone toe to toe with them and we have out them on numerous occasions and we felt the need to change last Sunday to a sweeper now we've all heard during the week different stories there's one story that we didn't practice it Um. Anybody that plays a sweeper, they must train it. They must do the training. You must have it down to a tee. There's so many variations. There's so many things. If you drop the ball, who's covering? If the puck out goes to the sweeper, where's the centre-back going? All these things. You have to practice them. You can't just rock up to a match and go out onto a field and expect to turn on a different game plan without having practiced it. That was number one, I felt, from the start. We gave... Kilkenny an inlet into the game from the world go okay as Kevin said look at they are a fantastic team as well they'll chase and they'll block and they'll hook and their familiarity with Crow Park and everything but we gave them that inlet we changed our game at half time did we pay him too much respect Denny absolutely we changed our game at half time and for the second half Clare was so much better than Kilkenny and I know your man made a brilliant save one more for made a brilliant save 
Well, if we're giving away a ridiculously stupid goal, Peter Duncan could have tapped the ball over the bar. Yeah. We didn't have to go for a goal. You know, we'd done all the hurling that second half, and it just proved to me, and I presume to any, everybody else watching it, we did pay him too much respect. We didn't have to go over the sweeper. If we went man-to-man with him, like we had with Limerick, would we have been going in five points down? No, I don't think so. Last year, we'd done something similar. We started pumping high ball in top of two small corner forwards last year, and we continued it for 50 minutes. We had 24, 25 wides shooting from ridiculous places. Now, that wasn't there this year. Thankfully, we played good. Like Claire played very well for long stretches of the game Sunday, and that's why it's so disappointing, more so even than last year. We played very well. We were the better team. We had more possession. We had more shots at goal. We had, you know, okay, we still had a few silly wides, uh, but you can put that down to maybe your first time in Krupp out for a lot of fellas, but that's only two or three. We, what did we, 14 or 15 wides? But I just felt we gave Limerick, or we gave Kilkenny that impetus by going with the sweeper. We gave them a leg up and gave them a start in the game. Whereas if we went in, showed them no respect whatsoever, tore into them <coughs> like we have done with Limerick, well, we could have put them on the back foot mm-hmm. like we did in the second half. If we'd done that in the first half and had them on the back foot, I just feel it could have been a totally different game. The worry I have... <laughs> Uh, excuse me, is will we see all them players back next year? You know, father mm. time is catching up with some of them, maybe. Um, there's talks that it was David McInerney's last year, that talk is going around all year. Uh, John Cannon is another year older now. And have we the ready made replacements right now? I don't think so, they're a year or two away. But, you know, that is a big worry <coughs> that we didn't take our chances when we were up there. Pat, we've a lot of hurling done in the last two years and, 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 and no silverware, you know. And I think, you know, even though we're not in the All-Ireland final, I think we have been the best team in, in, in the country this year. OK, obviously, that's that's open to debate. You're not in the final. You, you, how can you be? But we just left two big games, you know, behind yeah. us. Yeah, you could nearly include last year as well. But, I mean, this, <coughs> this year, um, a lot of our play did improve, as Danny said. In fairness, you know, apart from the wides, the biggest issue we have, even even more so than our full back line being caught or whatever making mistakes, is blazing balls wide from 60 to 56 meters on the sideline. When and I, I saw it was when Ryan took his shot. I think it was, I'm not sure who was inside in front of Lala, but there was a good space in front of. We never seem to drill in a low ball. Probably Shane, the one man who would want. We never seem to drill in. When we're under a bit of pressure, and when you, when you know Ryan is going shooting from distance, sometimes they go over, we applaud, but a lot of times they don't go over as well. Uh, I know other days David McNally had a couple of wides. I know Malone has had wides. Shane Morley had that wide. That but like those wides we're talking about, you know, if you're not fully sure that you're, it is a gimme from the centre of the field, right in the middle, why not throw it in in front of the, the yellow, the saffron blue jersey, in front of the full back? If he's going to control it, he either gets a score, he gets a free. Or he maybe gets the yellow card off the fullback. And the only problem is if he doesn't catch it or score, if he doesn't control it first, okay, fair enough, it's going to be clear. But uh, the other issue with that thing was you were more in- inclined to have to shoot from distance when you see Shane and I'll be marked by two inside. And maybe that's part of the issue too. We could have delivered better ball in if we had our three inside, like like we all agree. Having said that, look, at the one pass I'll give the management is this, a little bit. The talk among some fans... Clare supporters 
and all the pundits on the radio shows off the ball and all those things during the week was declare full back line to be vulnerable they'll probably need to play a sweeper they need to protect Hogan need to protect Hayes protect didn't know he was clearly going to be right at all was, was he not even going to play so all that came into it and uh, I suppose it's, we're all being wise now after the event hindsight is a great, is a great it, it is and we have to give that now I know when you're in charge of the team you've got to make your own decisions regardless of what people are saying but did it get into the mind of the management as well that we have to have an extra man back there but as I said the proof of the pudding is when you play in Limerick they are the best team of the last five years one of the best teams ever. We hate to have to say it, but we have to say it. And if we can go toe-to-toe them, playing 15 on 15, with our six powers, up getting scores, putting pressure on them, and not allowing Barry Lash come out, and all that sort of thing. If we can do that against uh, Limerick, I think we're doing the same against Kilkenny, who, to my mind, aren't quite as good as Limerick. That doesn't mean they won't win the All-Ireland final, but to my mind, Limerick are the best team around, and we've, we've done it. So the disappointment is we're good, we're, we have the quality, we have the good enough players, we have nearly everything going for us. The injuries had sort of cleared up. And we left the game behind us. Kevin, the boost of having Bocleary and Condon on starting last Sunday was immense. You know, even going into the game last year, you know, when Paddy Fitzpatrick, you know, was named to play a wing back despite having very little match practice, you know, going into an All Ireland semi final, there was a downer. Last Sunday, when Cleary and Condon both arrived out in the field, and no one was sure until they went out. You know, even though the team and then you, you had Shane at them, but um, as named as a Conifer, the boost that that gave people, it was like an extra for. And then to go back then and just sit back and let Kilkenny dictate the game. I suppose we didn't. I suppose I know maybe they were covering for the boys. They weren't sure of me either. Like exactly, I suppose we didn't trust trust ourselves that they were hundred percent on their game. Um, and in fairness, like credit to Cleary, came back in after six seven weeks out. And he he very effective last Sunday. I suppose he was dragged out of, the, of mind in the house for, for a lot of it, and he followed T.J. Reid and probably broke even with T.J. Reid in a lot of ways. T.J. Reid's main influence of, on the game was 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 freeze. But yeah, exactly. Yeah, we'll all all remember above in Crow Park last year the deflation we heard when John wasn't playing, but this year Condon was playing. Clear was playing, and we're 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 ready for road with a full deck to play with. Um, I suppose the, the rabbit out of the bag that we've seen over in the last couple of years. Was Shana playing as a sweeper, and as it as it t- played out, it, it was it wasn't the correct decision. Like I, I, Lohan, after the game was mentioning that we were trying to protect ourselves and give us a second half to, to really drive on and attack the game. Whether that was the tactic of it, maybe it was. And if we won, it would have been great. Yeah, it would have been great, and we would have been proved right. It would have been proved right, exactly. Yeah, sure. and really, really fine margins there that it didn't work out for us. Like you know. Um, I suppose it came down to if Murphy's Murphy hadn't made the save, it should definitely have been proved be, to be improved, right? It, 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 yeah, and this is it, and that's where it came down to. And, and even say the mistake for our the goal that we conceded in the second half after whatever I think it was in the fifty early fifty minute fifty third or fifty fourth minute, like we dominated that fifteen twenty minutes of the second half, like there was only one team in it, yeah. and then to hand it back over to to Kilkenny again um, but after, even after the goal we did go back level again like Shane Shane's goal brought us back level Great goal. and what a goal it was mm-hmm. my lord god and what a year he's had I suppose we're looking at the All-Stars and we might be looking at it later on in the time he, he's a cert he has to be a cert he, we doubt it up one the best he's probably in line for player of the year Danny definitely nominated for the whole of the year yeah. Yeah. I'd have been self and Glenn and possibly T- Conor Whelan even he's on first cousin or, or Morrissey maybe Owen Co- yeah. Cody is going to have a big Cody, yeah. 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 They're, they're, yeah. they're probably the five we're looking at at yeah. the moment yeah. he'll yeah. definitely be in there I think um, 
just you know um there's a few other things on that like you know we have to question and i know i'm not going to be very popular but we have to question management's decisions how did it take 71 minutes last sunday to bring on aaron Shanna? a man with air, huge aerial ability and we brought on David Reed. Now, does not I'm not giving out about David Reed as a whole. He got a point. He got a point, but it wasn't it, against Kilkenny. You need fellas that can dominate in the air. We saw that last year. They ate us in the air last year. We went out. Peter Duggan and Shane and Shane O'Donnell were catching everything across the half hour line. And if we had put Shane in in the other wing, look at the, the options we'd had yeah. straight across the line. You know, there's, there's, and it's small margins, as, as Kevin said, it's small margins, but that that small margin could have been the difference, as I said earlier, of Peter Duggan tapping the ball over the bar and having to go for a goal. You know, it's as simple as that. You know, it's, and it's so frustrating, it's so disappointing. To, we know we're, that, we're better than that. Claire, as you said, probably the best hurling performances over the last two years have come from Claire. You know, the performance against Limerick this year, the day we beat him, performance in the Munster final when we came up short, but it was a brilliant performance. And even the second half last Sunday. Our second half last Sunday was was nearly as good, if not better, than Limerick's second half. Limerick, I agree with you. Robbins against Cork both you know, yeah. this year. You know, we went nine points to three at the start of the second half. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We, you know, we had gone a point up from being five down. We went nine points to three, yeah. and then we conceded the goal. There's no doubt Pat that only for the Corbin team last Sunday Clare were going we'd be, we'd be talking about Clare being in an All-Ireland final tonight Oh there's no I, it's very hard to see why it wouldn't be because we were completely on top of them and we were building up a score and I mean you know as I said bring in Shannon in and nail and and, 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 and and you know rub it in rightly like yeah. Shannon to be win more high ball I never Peter Duggan had an enormous game last Sunday and it was fantastic to see because um he hadn't been catching ball cleanly up to now. He was trying to read down Rhys Hurley. Even though he was breaking ball fairly well and he was taking a lot of attention from backs, he wasn't great on the ball himself. But last Sunday was a revelation with his catching. He was so clean, his catching, and his use of the ball was very good as well. And uh, his ball went in for the, the, the Rodgers goal that wasn't given the time of the advantage. Uh, that's another story. Uh, I suppose, that, look, at, I don't want to dwell on Lions there for either because even though he didn't have a good game and that's accepted by neutrals and that's, I think, it's even accepted by some Kilkenny people that they got soft reason in the first half and we and, and we got three yellow cards, I think, at Kilkenny. got no one. And John Collin was absolutely creased at uh, the time Adam Hogan's fouling. Um, so things like that affected us. But, you know, if we're going to be always going to referees, we'll be learning a name for being whiners and whingers, so we'll, we'll, we'll drop on that one for the moment. I just think it's a shame. Now, there's, Danny mentioned two possibilities maybe not being available next year. I think there's two more. There's talks of, 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 of um, Peter Duggan maybe going to Australia again. And I had heard before myself that Shane O'Donnell was thinking this was going to be his last year, but I think Shane wants to concentrate on his career. In He's going back to UCC doing studies so, anyway, so, didn't he? So, yeah. like... Um, you, you, we cannot afford to lose Shane O'Donnell or Peter Duggan now at this stage. We can't afford David to lose had a great yeah. second half. I think Wally Walsh came on him and did, did very little on, on yeah. him. McInerney had, yeah. yeah. so had a good championship. Yeah, yeah, yeah great yeah, championship yeah. in fairness. Uh, yeah, David so. McInerney was outstanding. For a man who was carrying an injury for a lot, a yeah. lot of it as well mm. and probably wasn't at his full pelt pace. I think he's, I think he's a, an outside candidate for um, 
left yeah. back. I don't know, I suppose Kyle Hazel probably near yes, one of them. He's going to be in Australia. He'll be getting seven minutes. He'll be nominated anyway. Yeah, but Davy was, was one that brought to fight to Kilkenny yeah. last Sunday in the second half. Like the Mount of Ball, he won there and, and even breaking ball in the, in the half back line, he was outstanding. Speaking of, speaking of players missing, Kevin, the last of Ryan Taylor early oh. in the first half was huge. I was just, I was just going to think, just thinking about that point, and I think it had another effect as well. I I could be wrong completely, but Tony played an awful lot deeper than what we would have liked him to play, and was it, was one of the reasons for that because Taylor wasn't playing the the midfield yeah. role, kind of picking up those breaks in our half back line and running forward because Tony effectively played as a half back, wing back, centre back to last, and that wasn't where we wanted him to play, particularly in the second half. We wanted him bombing on, and we, we I think maybe once. I think um, it, it was ca- called as a throw. He picked up a ball in the, in the left-hand corner. He actually struck it wide, but it was called back for a throw. That was about the only time we saw him pretty much in the in the Kilkenny half of the field in the second half. And that's a factor as well. Like We all remember back to the glory days of 2013 and we thought Tony Kelly, Crop Park was his home and yeah. what a joy he was to behold her. But he'd be very disappointed with his performances there in the last two years. And he does make us tick, there's no doubt about it. Um, Someone, someone, Denny is going to get an awful crease from him, from him in the championship in terms of scores, you know, because he's going to take it out on someone. Yeah, yeah it, it, you know, it's the Clare Championship is coming up now. Them guys have probably one week off and they have to turn around and go back at their clubs, and some of them even back already, you know. Um, some of them probably need a break, but I don't think Tony is one of those. He'll, he, as you say, he'll take it out next. I think it's next Sunday. He's he's out against. In Mailey, in Tulla, and you know, yeah, look at we look forward to seeing him because Tony Kelly is a classic, the greatest holder we have at the moment. Himself and Sean O'Donnell are on a different level, and you know, we have to do whatever we have to keep them. Pat said we can't afford to be without Sean O'Donnell. We can't, his performances this year have, and he's rightly been talked about as holder of the year, he has been phenomenal. That goal he got last Sunday. I mean, if a Corkman yeah. or a Kilkenny man scored that goal, we'd be looking at it every day. Yeah, yeah. You know, we'd we'll be looking at it every day of the week. Yeah. So he caught a ball against Dublin, but he's back to the right. but he's back to the ball out here. Uh, you know, he with his hand there. turned backwards. Yeah. The the skill levels he has, and I've always said that the man is as brave as a lion. Oh. You know, he he'll go in there. He'll take on to his double map, but he'll take him on. But the, the point he scored in the first half last Sunday as well was it a puck out to line yeah, it down, down in front of him yeah <laughs> just like I don't know how you describe it yeah. it the, the, holy, the holy he has is like a wand it's like just, a wand you know yeah. that's that's, yeah. that's what it is I suppose looking back to then uh, last Sunday as well uh, Pat you know there was probably pressure on Clare going in following the defeat last year you know yeah. that that they underperformed and they didn't want the same thing to happen again and Kilkenny definitely played in that and went for went for broke like I think so know. and then yeah. Quilligan save in the first half ok we're all giving out about the goal yeah. but he saved in the first half excellent it was overshadowed a bit by Murphy's late save because of the timing of it etc and the effect it had to give it that first save by Quilligan it bounced off the ground and it was a bullet from from um, from TJ uh, that was a super super and not alone that was a knockout out safe you know for, for over, the, over, the, over the end 
was a super super save as good as you'll see so uh, you know you have to give, I mean he's a great shot stopper and and I said sometimes this year he had some great puck outs as well he found clear lads very often up the field with pinpoint balls out as well after that initial disaster of the first half in the first game against uh, against um, Tip in Ennis but uh, there, was a lot, there was so many good performances throughout the year I mean I thought Ryan Taylor wasn't quite as good this year as he was last year. He was absolutely outstanding last year. He was still very effective for us, and I think he probably would have been would, would was going well the last day. He started all right until the injury. Um, I, w- I would have liked to see more of Alan Shanahan. I think Adam Hogan had great moments cornerback, and is is promising, and he's going to be a good tight man marker. Um, Shane O'Donnell, probably our player of the year, and probably one of the, the country's players of the year. He's just phenomenal. Uh, some other good, good performances well, Mark Rogers great to see him bedding in as a serious forward now at this stage we're looking not to have one, two or three not, we're looking not to have two, two goals and three points the last day because the first shot that he got from Shane Donald's pass was a fierce lucky block brilliant block down by forward, forward in fairness I mean it was a brilliant block but it was just a, 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 one, in a one in a hundred so um, Mark is a serious operator I was disappointed Shane Meehan didn't reach his potential but I think he, he had a very bad injury and had very little chance to build up his strength or his fitness so we'll give him another shot at the next year um, so I suppose the other players Malone gave you everything honest gave honest and never look what they say you miss, the only way you'd know how Malone contributes if he was missing his work rate and his tackling and his you know, winning dirty old ball and just have to I win. Milan hold midfield on his own for two or three of the games this year. Correct yeah. and right, yeah. yeah. Uh, a few other lads. Tony Kelly, super against Dublin. Couple of brilliant scores in other games as well. Uh, probably a bit disappointed with last day. Although he was more involved the last day than he was last year. And uh, I think the fact that he had to play deep, as Kevin said, brought Butler out the field. And Butler then, of course, being the cornerback, a bit of a hero on Kilkenny, will get the screams and the shouts for going up the field and scoring or nearly scoring. But... Uh, apart of the reason but that was Kelly was playing deep but uh, I think he, he set up a good few scores Kelly did the last uh, um, look at there was a lot of lovely moments you know to beat Cork was always a very very ha- a happy occasion blowing Park there and um, Connor clearly unlucky with his injury uh, Rory Hayes combined the very very good with uh, the sublime with the uh, ridiculous maybe now Maybe he was unlucky with the robbery the last uh, last Sunday because probably the thing through that was was large that ball down the field, you know, especially with with Duggan and, and O'Donnell going well and catching the ball. But um, there were some great memories. But where do we go from here? We we'll certainly need to blow a few of the under twenties uh, next year. And I think unlike this spring when we Cleary and Conlon played every game, I think number three and number six in the league, and we all know what what they're about. And we'd love to have seen someone let's see have the potential to play there, whether it be Keen Galvin, whether it be Damon Ryan, centre back, whether it be full back full back, I'm not so sure what choices we have. We don't seem to have many choices for a jet, but we'll have to try and find one soon because those lads won't last forever. But uh, look at I suppose while we're all disappointed this week, this the summer goes on now, we'll have the club championship and we'll be picking out players that are going well and the next thing Chris Winter will come and be looking lads in Fitzgibbon Cup and see who was going great and that a potential centre-back or full-back or centre-forward for Clare and uh, like to all get going again and we'll be just as enthusiastic next spring again Yeah and I suppose Kevin it has been we've watched and, and you know, unfortunately there's only one game left in the in the championship okay we have the club championship but I don't know you don't see the county championship going on longer that, that window of you know to the, give it a more pro- profile like even the media last week you'd hardly know for half the week there was yeah. an all-Ireland semi-final line yeah, and part of it, I suppose, it's, it, it's silly season because it, it's summertime and just, like, one thing I always remember with Darl Ireland final, 
your school is the week after and bring bring her back into school and you're missing that dynamic and that that ability to promote it um it's very very early like what it's going to be finished in the end of july i suppose it, it takes a bit bit of getting used to but having said that like as a i don't play club hurling anymore but as a club player at least you have a definitive time when your season is starting and whereas in the past we wouldn't have so as a club player or people involved in clubs, I'm sure it is working better. But yeah, the inter-county stage, it, it's, 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 for me, it's over that little bit early. Could we extend it a little bit more into maybe another three or four weeks to get a bit more out of it? Um, overall, though, like the fine margins that we mentioned in relation to last Sunday for Clare's game against Kilkenny, but even just over the course of the season, like we all were expecting to play, play Tipperary in a month of final. One puck of a ball, if Cork had scored one more point, I think... We, w- we would have been playing Tipperary in a Munster final. I'm open the correction to that. Or Tipperary flopped against Waterford and we were expecting them to win it easily. And what way would the season have played out then as well? Could Limerick were, were very close to losing or losing out and qualifying and getting out of the Munster Championship as well? What way would the, would the Ireland series have played out? Just This is the fine, mar- fine margins of, of one, the season. One, one, player, one thing that you, you have, and every, every, every team will tell you, Kevin, you kind of have a little there. We just didn't have that bit of luck. Bit of luck, and exactly. And I suppose to say that you you create your own luck, and like we haven't had that luck really. Like not since twenty thirteen. I suppose we had it that year in spades. But even things that went against us, say, I, I never like criticising referees, but Liam Gordon in the Munster final, like that decision there if he that yeah, over a thousand times again he would ma- he, he'd make a different decision I've no doubt about that last Wednesday, last Sunday Colum Lines just blew that whistle that fraction too early when the ball broke off Yule Lawler into, 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 into Mark's hands and he finished it but it was called back for, for advantage that it, that it ended um, the look kind of Fogarty blocking Mark's shot for goal in the first half it was an outrageous block he had absolutely no right he didn't know he did, wasn't expecting to block it there was bits of luck just didn't fall our way unfortunately and um, we are where we are it's going to be like we have a winter like Pat, Pat alluded to there we have a winter club championship look forward to. we will look forward to. we're all hurling people I love nothing more but going to a hurling match but um it's, there's going to be a hangover after last Sunday particularly after last year as well there'll be question marks okay over players will there be freshening up of the management team as well will Brian stay on will he not will he will he change things up there if he does stay on um, I suppose there, there's the four years done there now I suppose messages start to become a bit stale so um, Brian Cody over the years always freshened things up after three to four years maybe Brian Lowe needs to look at that if he, if he is going to stay on so we've we've a long 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 winter to consider all these things I guess so and I suppose Denny Brian Lohan has probably earned the right at this stage to make his own decision you know he has done a tremendous job uh, as manager and I've never seen a group as tight as the word nothing comes out no. has come out you know and Absolutely. I know he's a, he's a successful and, businessman. And I'll be first. I hope Brian stays on, and you know we all do. But I would just love to see him getting somebody more tactically astute with modern hurling involved with him, not and replace him, bring him on board. As Kevin said, freshen things up, bring in like we all see what Canuck does for Kylie. Mm. He's constantly, and it's not he's hurling Brian. It's his, it's, it's his tactical brain, where to move players and, and tackle and who to tackle most. and That's what Canuck is there for. We need, possibly need somebody of that ilk to get involved with the Clare setup. We're very, very, very close. 
And if we can hang on to our players for another year, there is no reason why we can't win it. There is absolutely mm. no because we've all we're we're talking for the last forty five minutes, and we've all alluded to Clare being the best team in the country just on the last five minutes of games, or we just fell short. But we have given some fantastic performances, and I have no doubt that we can. If Brian was, wants to stay on, it has to be left up to himself. And of course, we. I think he has another year in his contract okay, anyway, yeah. so it's not even up for discussion, probably. But I just love, like personally, I just like to see him freshening things up in the back room mm. to give him more of a help. I know he. I think he said in some interview, Pat, where they will go back and have a, have a, have a look at it. So that would tell to me that look, at he's going to go. He's definitely going to go for another one anyway. You know, yeah. And, yeah. and and as then he said, the, the contract is for another year at least anyway. The ironic you know. thing is our neighbours going for their fourth or in a row have two great clearmen on their in their camp: Angus O'Brien and Alan Cunningham. They're more uh, Holland. They will be cut to Holland. I suppose with his involvement in Clare with Jerry O'Connor and, and Donald Maloney there years ago in the senior championship, winning thirteen. Um, so there's certainly um, a bit of irony, irony there that those three lads are so important to Kylie's setup, uh, and I know it is coaching with Angus and 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 Cunningham probably Kinnerk is the tactician I suppose, but games he's having more conversations with Cunningham this year or later. Seems to be the statsmen are in constant contact with with, with Alan, and Alan then is relaying the messages to Kinnerk and, ah, and yeah, Kylie, yeah. but. Is down Deco Talon all yeah. the time, and Angus is at the far side of the field, wired up to him as well because he, well, he's wired, he doesn't need any wires. But, <laughs> <and you're> wired. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, you know, right. they, they're, they're in constant contact, like you yeah, know. And if you see potential in the county that would be useful, to, I know, I know, Brian Lowe makes his own decision, but yeah, he, he, the, county, the, might be the, the obvious man is uh, to me is Donald Maloney if he could be got involved somehow. I mean, he's got. Back down in Valdez yeah, under it. It's no, it's no mistake that we're now competing at, after All Ireland Championship minor. Mm-hmm. We're in the Munster final at twenty. He's getting things right back at ground level, and it's not, it's no coincidence. It's sorry. no coincidence. Or, yeah. He's the obvious candidate to me to get him involved in some capacity. There. Yeah, and I, I, it'd be interesting to see see what happens. And then the kind of course you have alluded to the point. Uh, Denny has alluded to the point. There's more young lads coming through. You know, we haven't been blessed with players uh, at playing at a high level coming through until now. Now you have a 20 to play at the Munster final. Yeah. You've, you've minus that after winning the All Ireland, and you know some of these are going to be catching. Pat's point there about Conor Cleary and and John. We said we have a Munster league next January. John Keneally right now should be playing full pack. Yeah, Conor Cleary can be there for the championship, but we should be seeing if Conor gets injured again next year. What have we? If Connor is an off day, what have we? I thought John Keneally done enough in the twenties this year. He was, he, he's an outstanding candidate. What do you mean? And he only played full back because Adam Hogan had gone playing. And had, I know that. I know that. Yes. But he was he was very good. Very good in the position. Yeah. He was indeed. Yeah, very, very good. And that's position, just yeah. one. There was that's more of that under. You were going to kneel there from. That's Tony two of them from Tony going to come in. You know, you would imagine. You know, no. Oh, Jack O'Neill will make make it down the line for sure. He might be you're young, but he's he's a tremendous prospect. Yeah, there, there are two, and I, I actually think the younger lad of the the Lohans and Shannon, he's a better, he's a better player, player yeah. maybe yeah. than his older brother. Um, you know, they, they were some of the twenties. Warren Cahill is another lad. Nobody looking. Yeah, at. I think he has something. Yeah, he was, yeah. and he was very good for Airog in the club championship last yeah. year. Mm-hmm. No, so, the, look, it's good to see that there is lads, lads coming come, come through. There's not about that. Let's go on. He's eligible next year. And I have no doubt he'll be. And I have for Clare. I won't take him too long. It's not eligible for Clare, he's eligible for Broadford. He's 24? 
Yeah, no, you, you have to be out of minor uh, 17, you have to be 19. If you're 19, yeah, is that yeah. the rule? I was yeah, trying to check it in and I couldn't yeah. find it. I thought there was something yeah. in it. Yeah, Jesus Christ, we'll be getting the pension soon, but we can play at Sea Lawler. We are, unfortunately, Claire aren't in the, in the final, mm. but we have to give credit to Kilkenny. Um, once right. again, they've done, the, they've done their job. There's no doubt about that. Right. Now, Limerick and Galway. And what a capitulation by Galway. Limerick, you know, arguably played some of the worst hurling in Crow Park last weekend in the first 20 minutes but my God for the last 40 or last 50 they um, played some of the best hurling but was it, a, was it did, did Galway really capitulate that second half performance for Limerick to a man was just off the charts I mean your man Peter Casey was back in the corner back position tackle <coughs> you bring on the oldest player on the panel he's all over the place I, I thought that Tom Morrissey you, you, the man that was winning all the ball from they could afford to take him off. I don't know if it was as much a capitulation as it was Limerick really lifted the game. And it just, to me, it was Canucks' work. He saw where they were going wrong, he got them in at halftime, yeah. and they righted all the wrongs. They knew exactly what they had to do in the second half to win out. Now, Galway probably didn't help themselves. They had them in trouble with two in the full forward line. They were going well. Why they took out, wheeling out the field... Only they know, but and the signal came quite clear, Kevin. You could see it on the line. Yeah, yeah. But but even like was it? They were back in it by half time as well. Like Galway had all the hurling done, and they were a pint ahead at half time. Like psychologically, that wasn't the place they should have been in, really. And you're talking about the fine margins as well. Um, the the goal chance what was in twenty eight. Yeah, his hurley was literally dragging after him. And and the ball deflected off Casey and went, and went out and and that was the catalyst for Limerick driving on and getting the next three or four scores to come back within a pint before half time, um. But yeah, Limerick, what an awesome outfit! Like, is there any other team that has ever played a game that can switch and change your systems or change your tactics and change your level of performance on certain instructions? Like, they're like a, a finely tuned machine, really, and they are a team of a generation. Have we ever seen Anton as good as them? It, it, it's 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 a it's, it's, it's undebatable. It, I think. Yeah, I think so. Mm. And Pat, you know, they're only clicking into gear at the right time. And, and of course, because obviously, if they win it, they'll say, "Look at the time to perfection." But it seems that they're just hitting for the big day right on cue. But look at how many of those All Ireland successes in senior level and at a younger level that Kinnerk has been involved in now. And as Danny says, at half time, whenever Limerick are struggling, remember the. The water, the water breaks. When Liam Sheedy was applauding off Tipperary there at half time when there were 10 pints up at that Munster. Was it a Munster final? Munster We thought, God, Tip have Limerick here and they came out and they blew Tip out of it in the second half. Made a few adjustments. But Kinnerk is the common denominator for everything that's happening in Limerick. I'd say Kylie is the organiser of all the logistics and all the other side of it. But the brains is Kinnerk, no question about it. But having said that, you can't do it without the players and their players. You know, in one sense, their size is becoming less of an issue now as it was, I think. I think their hurling is just so intelligent now. They're used to the ball. They're seeing the passes. They're positioning. They're positioning. They, now, they do dominate teams physically as well, fairly well. But, I mean, Clare have matched them physically. Galway can match them physically over the two years nearly. Not quite, but nearly. Kilkenny will close enough match them physically too. But there's just that bit of brain, that bit of organisation and I suppose they have a few magic players will Gillan, Keane Lynch come back into form. We know how he can do it. He's not the most popular player because of the way he tackles people, but he can do it and he wants to. Tom Morrissey, 
Flanagan when one lad isn't, isn't throwing him over and getting the scores and the other lad is the unsung hero of the whole lot then is Dan Morrissey at the back Dan Morrissey at the back and O'Donovan midfield as well. yeah. he was man to brought the fire last Saturday, last Saturday yeah. evening and again. I don't think I've ever seen a midfielder in two or three years hardly ever hit, hit a ball out of, his, out of his hurley any distance will O'Donoghue and yet he's yeah. winning ball he's hitting people Huge he's given off that hand pass yeah. we're speaking you, you were speaking about midfield for Limerick another player that's in line for player there has to be O'Donovan you know, at the midfield for him, he is setting up everything. He's yeah. like a quarterback hitting balls over, over left and right. You know, they just have him all over the field, Danny. And that's without their talisman and their main man, the captain. Yeah, and 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 Sean Finn. Sean Finn, yeah, back probably back. nomination for Hall of the Year last year. And you know, he's a huge player, but that seems that they've they've managed without him. Um, O'Neill came on last Sunday. He's like a part of the team, just slotted in there. You know, the the the. Right now, they're just so far ahead of everyone else. When they're on song, they're just different class. And, you know, for all of it, if we didn't win in All-Ireland next year, would I, I'd have no problem with them being the first Holland team to do five in a row, rather than Cork, rather than yeah, Tim, rather than Kenny. Mm-hmm. But they're a super team, Denny. There's no getting away from They're just... That's what I'm saying. If, if, if Clare were not to win the 24 All-Ireland and Limerick were going for five in a row, I'd love to see them being the first... Holland team actually to do five in a row you know they're that good and and who's to say they won't yeah of course they have a small matter next week they have to win that one but right now I wouldn't bet against them and of course they, the only thing that the only downside is this going down injured it is there's no doubt it's a tactic and Kevin. is Limerick the only team done it I'm not saying that I didn't uh, say that I didn't say that are, are they the first team to have ever done it either they're, in they're fairness not. they're not but they're probably but the, the problem is the GA, it's creeping in creeping yeah, it, yeah. it's not just Limerick this is creeping in all over the place you know it's 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 this is coming into club. I actually saw it in the Camogie match that's under the cock yeah, goal you know. he took off our helmet and next thing the whole game had to be stopped. I've seen it underage matches as well yeah, yeah. yeah I've seen it in club games the helmet come off down on the knee yeah uh, yeah, it's been cute though. Be, being cute, but the GA need to probably address that. Though. Just because you take off your helmet doesn't mean that the whole thing has to, has to stop up. To me, you have to have it is in the rule now, Kevin. Mm. But the, the helmet is, is off. go off the field or something. Yeah, you know, they need to tweak it. Yeah, they need to tweak. But it Kevin, something. what's going to happen someday in, in one of these games? Someday is going to going to be seriously injured, and they're going to. You know, take their time about going into him. Yeah, cry, think, cry wolf, yeah. You know, yeah. It's, it's an issue. But, it is an issue. But having, having said that, Pat, uh, has Henry Shefton's time come to the end in, in, in Galway? I would imagine Henry himself might have enough of it. I would imagine also that a lot of the Galway people who support Holland might have enough of it as well. I think they'd like to look inwards again. Uh, it hasn't really worked to any great extent, I think. No, it was tough on Henry with his, 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 his bereavement and all that was a big, big... You know, a big issue for any family to face and trying to be hitting off them for distant training far away in Galway and all that. So, um, I, I don't know if... I think it takes the Galway men to understand the Galway mentality as far as I can see. I don't know who, or don't know who got it out of them there a few years ago. Um, Clare lads have tried it and other lads have tried it. Henry has tried it now and got nowhere with them. So, I think you need a, a Galway men to understand how the Galway brain works. Huh? So, <laughs> who, who you go back to, I don't know. But... Uh, Maybe I don't know who will be option in the future again. I'm not sure. He's, he's he, he, he did some good things with, with Dublin, but maybe Dublin are a, a lot, another another problem altogether, another issue. Um, but I, I'd say, I, I'd have to see it going ahead after the disappointment. Now, Danny says Limerick were so old, and very, very right. Having said that, 
that Galway team have enough good players to be able to make a serious game of it in that second half. Yeah. Lose by four or five points, but be fighting. But it didn't yeah, happen. And right. you'd have to ask, you know. The biggest thing is they gave up. Yeah, that's the, the that's the goal. Yeah. They gave up. Gave up yeah. Yeah, that's know. the thing. So. Kevin, before the time uh, catches up on us, we're going to be looking at all stars, and I know there's the, the small matter that I'll and find it play. How many are they going to get? Well, I think Shane O'Donnell is, is, cert. is our certainty. After that, we make him one more. Hard to see Davy Mack could be in, in with a shout. Tony, disappointed last Sunday, so maybe he won't. For me, probably Shane O'Donnell will be our only all star, thinking he's a cert for it. Denny? I would say Carl uh, Malone could be in with a shout for the middle of the field with Will O'Donnell or Donovan. Could be. Uh, he said no bad game. Um, Shane O'Donnell, definite. Tony, probably. He could be in the shake-up. And I think Mac Rogers could be in the shake-up. I think we have three three of the top five. I've said it before. We have three of the top five forwards in the country in Clare. And I'd have no problem with all three of them getting an answer. Yeah, we, we, we'd love to see it. Pat, what do you think yourself? I know you're... He's we all agree on Shane O'Donnell. The others are up for grabs. It all depends what happens in the final to an extent. I mean, we know Public Conor Wheel will get one. Galeen will get one. TJ probably get one. Cody probably have to get one. And you see, you're running out of options at forward level. If Shane O'Donnell, that's why he forward's gone. There'll be enough good defenders then. Uh, they, I mean, David Fitzgerald, to me, isn't using his power, his strength. And he's thrown over three points a game or four. They'll look at that and yeah. probably dominate him again. But I don't think he'll get one. Uh, John Conlon nearly deserves one for his bravery. John Conlon, I was just going to say, yeah. is John Conlon an outside bit to, to, to get centre back before we go? Outside, I'd say. But if they have to give two to Clare being in a semi final or three, they might find room for him. Or for Blackline won't. So it has to be a half back, I'd say, and a half hour. Quilligan will probably get nominated as well for the oh, I think he'll be yeah. nominated yeah. for sure, yeah. You know, in fairness, and he's. I'd love to see General getting hold of the year. I don't care what happens in the final, but he probably, you know, he might be outdone by the finalists. But what a year he's had, as we said before. As Kevin said, the goalkeeping position, obviously, Murphy is the goal's nails, right? There's no doubt. Right. I, well, of course, Quaid could have been marvellous yeah, final show. Mm. Is it the Murphy from Galway now? The one can you done Yeah, of course Murphy from Galway is going to be in the shake-up as well. But <laughs> Isn't he? Sorry, after the way he poked out the ball last week. But surely, surely Quinnigan is going to be in line for nomination, Denny. Surely, yeah, sure. All of them, all thirty-two county goalies are in line for nomination. But yeah, look at he be in the top five. The normally be in the top three. Look, at, that's, that's a, a debate for another day, and we'll talk about that again. Pet. Kevin and Denny, it's always good uh, to have you hear your thoughts here on Sports and, and Scarab Bay Community Radio. Jim, thanks to you always for your uh, help and the production side of it. And thanks to you, the listeners, for tuning in here today on Scarab Bay Community Radio. All that remains is me, Leo Dial, for Scarab Bay Community Radio in association with the Credit Union. Until we meet again, it's Bannock Day, August Sloan. <laughs>